weekly show is back, folks. We're finally getting one done, and uh, we're back into the finals, top four. Well done to, to the club, given all the circumstances surrounding it. So a qualifying final coming up against the Lions. And, of course, what better way to talk about it than with CB17 and TIG71. Welcome, fellas. Yeah, thanks um, Thanks for having us. Good evening. No, no, it's been a long time. Well, we've been doing a lot of live shows as of late, which has been a huge yep. hit. But, um, yeah, there's been a big cry out for one of these weekly ones, so we thought we'd better get stuck into it. Yeah, I miss doing them. Um, it's good, you know, just to break the monotony of um, of the week and get us ready for um, yeah next week, which is going to be epic. It's going to be very, very good. Oh, before we get stuck into it, though, CB, did you want to do the bloodbath off the top? I know I put it at the top of the agenda, but I did have a question mark next to it, so I'll leave it up to you. Do you want to do it now? Or do you want us to hold on to it? Tom Hawkins. Oh, <laughs> I'll take that as yeah, take that good. As bravo. <laughs> bravo, mate. Bravo. <laughs> Tom Hawkins. Right now, he's the dirtiest player in the league. Yep. How can he get away with blatantly pushing players into packs unprotected? Where's his duty of care? It's dangerous and it seriously needs to be looked at. But who am I kidding? He plays for Geelong, the most protected club in the league. And, and Wankley, Wankley Wheatley, fucking, I rang that radio station. So did I. Said, I, spoke to, I spoke to Tim and Gary about it. I, sp- I spoke to Wankley and he just ignored me. He just spoke about the free kick that um, Porkins gave away. Not, mate. Look, people cry about um, Grimes. They cried about um, you know the things our players do. Um, oh, Dustin Martin, you know, tap someone in the stomach. You know, we should crucify him at the back of the MCG car park. But you got Hawkins here. He waits. He waits till he gets side on with his defender, and he's hoping to get the, the cheap seagull ball out the back. So he shoves his defender. He's going to get a defender knocked unconscious by doing well, that, that. That one with McCartan was worse. Like I know oh. Soldo did his knee, but the one with McCartan on the weekend that was actually downright dangerous. It was. That could have seriously could have injured him. But anyway, I want to be next part now. Yep. West the Coast. Fun- West oh, Coast wine, West Coast Winer supporters and other associated dickheads. Okay. So in 2017, we won the flag because of a home ground advantage. In 2019, it was our home run of games at the MCG, even though Collingwood had a greater run in 2010, but they don't talk about that. Well, guess what this year is, fellas? Can anyone guess? No, go well, on. Just, just quickly, um, Collingwood actually played one more extra MCG game than we did last year. So, uh, sorry. Go ahead. What, what is this year, mate? It actually breaks between games. That's why we're third. Is, is that, it's not because we're right? any good. Okay. Yep. So, but I'm going to put some something out there. So the Eagles have played in two states this year. They've played in Western Australia and Queensland. And that includes seven games at Optus Stadium. And even then, they tried to purchase another game against North in the final home and away. Now, compare that to the Tigers, who've played games in Victoria, New South Wales, Queensland, South Australia twice, and the Northern Territory. And we only got four games at the MCG and one at Marvel. I mean, even Brisbane at least played in three states, being Vic, Taz and Northern Territory. But I'll give Port Adelaide a pass mark because they've actually travelled and done well. But the point is, there are no excuses for West Coast. Even with their advantage this year, you're a self-entitled pack of wankers. And you know what? I hope the pies <laughs> smoke you on your home deck. <laughs> and finally, good. Mitch Robinson. Don't you oh. dare backtrack now, you wanker. Your day of reckoning's coming. Yeah. I just Light saw that you know, I just saw that Twitter conference, whatever it was, that news conference. How on earth did he get up to that um, we're gonna target Lockie Neal? Like, where has that ever come out of the club? That yeah, yeah, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna punish. No, they just they're just trying to create the narration of um, 
you know, you know, there's a saying in Spain. In Spain, um, I'll, I'll translate it in English, but the smallest dog barks the loudest, and that's exactly what they did. They're shitting themselves, so like a little chihuahua, they're doing the first couple of barks. I right? reckon they're trying to get get it in line with the umpires as well, just so they look for any remote contact on Lockie Neal. And you watch us get stung for, but everyone, all Richmond supporters know that we've never tagged him. I think someone someone tweeted us that the last few times we've played him, he's had 57 touches, 36 and 26. We don't give a shit if he gets the ball. We ignore him. Yeah, but I'll tell you, Mitch, mate, brace yourself, son. You better be holding your ankles because if there's going to be any player we're going to be targeting, it's going to be you, mate. I wouldn't wander near the forward line. My fantasy fantasy is a high ball into our forward line. And he's got to stand in the hole with Tom Lynch on the lead coming at him. Yeah, That's my fantasy and, right oh, now. Mate, and then I'll just say, don't worry about the ball. Just lift with your knees, mate. Lift with your knees. <laughs> I hope he doesn't look at Gary Ablett. Gary Ablett in 1989 grand final dipper. Just goes nah. in two knees forward. And just he does, I hope he does a Hawkins because Hawkins just said he's a dirty player and he is. But he always goes with those knees to hurt, right? Now he's just obviously had that extra layer of just pushing blokes and getting away with it. But, yeah, I hope – yeah, Mitch Robertson will get his. The best revenge we can get – is let hopefully they kick accurately, but we still beat them by 40, 50 points, and we have the game to do it. Um, we um, they're not particularly great on the turnover. They they cannot defend as well as they think. They generally because of the amount of ball that they get and it plays in their forward half that protects their back half. But when they come up a side like ours, who can easily go from our back half to their forward half, they can be exposed um, and easily exposed. So. Um, yeah, if we can if we can beat them by about four or five goals, um, that'd be fantastic. That would be good. Uh, was there anything else from the bloodbath, CB? No, we're done. I want to do a bit of a public service announcement, which sort of came to light today. Uh, and I, I put out a tweet about it too. But I think all Richmond supporters know, you know, two or three people who who tend to think that the umpires have gifted us every win that we've ever had across every, uh, you know, the past four seasons. It's always, we were kissed on the dick. It was, yeah. you know, lucky to get that free kick, this free kick. <clears throat> so the free kick differential tally comes out today. And in 2020, we're 17th with minus 58. In 2019, we were 12th with minus 24. And 2018, we were last with minus 120. And in 2017, we were last with minus 66. So to all I'm the shocked to be, I'm and, shocked to be sitting here. So to all the clowns out there who, who think that we get a good run with the umpires and that's why we win games, pull your head in. It's not why. It's because we're better than your shit team. Yeah, yeah but you know what they'll say. But you know what they'll say. They'll say, oh yeah, but but the, really we get we get a ride because it's the non-calls. That's exactly. It's, right. you know, it's the ones they don't pay. It's right, the ones it's the they, they don't pay. Um, and I'm going to public service announcement, if I can, um, Michaels, please. It's something that I feel it's really important that it resonate to all of our listeners. Yes. On behalf of all the Richmond faithful, I just want to say this. Suck my yellow and black balls, Essendon. You came into this season thinking that you're going to make finals. You came into this season with an arrogance, with a contempt, thinking it's just going to be nice and easy. And you know why you thought it would be nice and easy? Instead of doing the hard work and building your own culture from within. You've just decided to go pinch um, some of our talent and our IP from the Richmond Football Club. But what you didn't realise, that um, without the work, without the actual um, personnel, it's all for naught. So really, suck my balls. You suck. <laughs> yeah, um, and, Jake, and Jake Stringer. Jake Stringer, it's called salad, you fat prick. Yeah, I'm glad <laughs> you are finishing where you are and, 
You know what it is? You know what's even worse? Even in our <laughs> shit years, our players stayed around. Why? Because they like they love the club. Even if they were shit, you know, we but your players realise how shit you are and they can't even stand you blokes. Yeah, right? you know so what? Even. And they're furthermore even furthermore, fuck you, Weston, and I'll go even further. You you won your last flag in two uh, in the year two thousand. So you've gone twenty years with no success. You haven't won a final since two thousand and four. You got twelve players walking out of your club. You're fucked for another decade. Yep. So we're talking thirty years. Thirty years coming up for you, pricks. You want to talk about our thirty-seven? I give you the tip. You're going to give it a hell of a ride, guys. So enjoy it. Enjoy my yellow black horse tea bag in your mouth as well. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so fuck you, Essendon. Thank you, Essendon. Thank you. And also, Carlton, go get fucked too. And Geelong, you make me sick, right? You Geelong, you fucking manicure, fucking metrosexual. Yeah, you know, that's it. Selwood's going to retire. Um, Abbott's going to retire. Your whole list is 38 years of age. Enjoy your trip to hell, you Enjoy that trip. Enjoy that trip down to Adelaide and getting smashed. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. All right. Thank you for looking off the chest. <laughs> Pretty good <laughs> summation. I think. <laughs> uh, I, think you, I think you've got everything you needed to get. Um, do we? Do we mention that it should come with a warning, like a language warning? I'll, I'll, I'll type that when I post it. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine um, We'll touch on the round eighteen game quickly against yeah. the Crows. Very good win, and as we sort of spoke about off air, it was a, to Adelaide's credit. I know that they got touched up, but it was a pretty good hit out in terms of their intensity at the contest. But a good win to lock up third spot on the ladder, which is our our, our sweet spot, really. Let's be honest. But uh, how good was it having Edwards and Ashby back in the side? I don't think they missed a beat. I thought they were both pretty good. Oh, it was like sexual ice cream. You know what I mean? Sexual ice cream. Look, I've got a rap for Edwards, right? I call him footy Jesus because that's what he is, you know. Um, where you think the contest is dead, he just resurrects it and just gets out of handball and off we go. He's just brilliant. And Ashbury is really important to us. He allows our back line to become from a defensive weapon um, to more of an offensive weapon. Um, and, it, look, Adelaide, credit to you. You know, you you haven't got the history of a Red Rooster franchise. You know, you got less than one, but... You really put in a bit of heart, um, and I love you guys for that third quarter smacking into us. That was perfect pre- um, preparation for us. Um, yeah, so look, you're on the right track. If you do it as a cornerstone, if they go in and play that way for the rest of the year, they'll beat more sides in that they lose, regardless of the cattle they have. Um, so I'm pretty bullish on Adelaide next year. Um, but no, it was a great game. We needed it. Look, Caddy, credit to him. He, he That great first goal, and then he got injured and still went out. Um, Joel had a shitter, um, but the thing is, is that, and I was sort of putting on the on posting in a bit of his defence. He was playing against Talia. Good defender. He's never Talia. played. Yeah, well, he's their best defender. Let's be realistic. So he's never had the number one defender before, right? So he and he's he's one Achilles heel to me, and it's not courage. I just don't know if it's just he's not used to doing this because of his agility. He's able to get over the top of players because of his height when you're playing the VFL. So he doesn't have to do the body-on-body sort of stuff. So he was getting pushed down a lot, and it was really bothering him, and he was giving up on a few contests. That's what was shitting me off. Um, Hopefully the coaches have really ran that on, that you can't do that in finals because that's a non-finals type. That's non-Richmond way. Um, Even if you're losing, you can still make an effort. Just look at Arts. If he's going to lose a contest, he still makes some. He still gives his all to try to win that contest back. So, Chol has got oodles of talent. He's just got to realise that when it's hard, he's just got to dig in, um, and he's got to do the uncomfortable, which is bash it into blokes. Um, but um, yeah, and Graham, mate, 
he's just getting better. And people were crying about all these nuff nuffs saying, oh, he's been dropped, so he'll leave. He His form is better now after he's been dropped because he was dropped. And he was dropped, obviously, for development. We're developing the kid. It's only 22. We're giving him grounding. We're making sure that he's he knows what he's got to get better at. And he's... Um, is going from strength to strength. So, now overall, I was wrapped with the side. And CB, I know you're a bit of a fanboy of arts. What did you make of his game? Fantastic. How, how was his work rate? Watch him deep in the defensive areas. And then all of a sudden, he's like the Energizer Bunny, and here he's in the forward line yeah. contesting. Very good. Um, the, the running yes. power he had in that game, yeah. which I was really enjoying. Now, he, yeah, he's running, he's running power, and his running patterns were off the charts. But I will say this too. It was interesting to note with Edwards back in the team that Kane Lambert got off the chain a little bit yes. on the weekend as well. Yep. So that that was really, really pre- pleasing. But I will say this about Edwards. He's like our football Viagra. He, he really does help us get up. But you know what's even more exciting? That's I terrible. We, we haven't no, it's seen... Enough. It's a good call. I think for, there'll be no one disagreeing with that. <laughs> but you know what's really, really positive for me? We haven't seen Edwards and Shy Bolton in the centre yes, together yet. Yes, yes. That's and both of them are very similar in the sense that Edwards' hands are elite, right? Absolutely fucking elite. I can't wait for Shy to learn off Edwards in a full preseason, full year, when they're playing game after game together. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it's just going to be – we're going to have it on one on the left flank and the right flank in the centre square. We're going to have two magicians. Uh, it's just going to be so great. All right, well, uh, we'll move on to a bit of a, a season discussion. The home and away season's obviously done and dusted. We've wrapped up third spot in a season like absolutely no other. Um, the media were the ones oh, to write us off early on. I think Tim Gossage oh, had a crack at us. Matty Lloyd had a crack oh. at us. Brad Johnson never tips us. The list goes on. You could name yeah. them all. Can, can, can I just bring up my, my favourite quote of the year? Actually, Tim Gossage and Lloyd have both provided the two best quotes of the year. Lloydie, when he came out earlier and said that Brandon Ellis was closer yeah. to a flag than the Richmond guys, yeah, yeah. that oh. that is up there with one of the best calls I've ever heard. Thank you, yeah. Lloydie. Thank you. But where, where's the improvement come from? I mean, we, we had a lot of injuries throughout the year. We obviously we we haven't played one genuine home game. All the games in Melbourne were co-tenant MCG games, um, so we've done it. I mean, other teams, not just us, other teams have done it the hard way as well. But a lot of people wrote us off very early on in the year, so. Where's the improvement come from from us in 2020, CB? So I reckon our list profile. <coughs> so if you look at the way we've uh, drafted, traded, recruited, I think it's actually our list profile is what's – it's the natural improvement. So it is the, if you look at the, the improvement of Soldo, Baker, Bolter, Rioli, George, Shorty, Ross, Higo, you know, I could keep going on. All those guys, they're all 22 and under, right? So they've all got that much more improvement. Again, they haven't even hit their peak. They've still got three or four years of development. Yeah, and Jack Graham, chuck him in there. You know, they, they've got another two years, three years of development, and then they peak as footballers. So naturally, if they keep improving year on year on year on year, um, it's that is where we get it. So it's not through um, anything fabulous or wonderful. It's the whole – it's the off-field stuff combining with the on-field. So it's, it's our – to me, it's the list profile and their natural development, which is seeing us um, continually improve and stay at the top of the pack. And Tiggs, I, I want to give you credit here because you might remember this, CB. Early on in our first few shows of the year, when we were looking a bit sluggish, Tiggs, you put your balls on the line and come out and said that you felt that we were doing a bit of a heavier training load, um, or your sort of info had led you to believe that, and that we were going to start powering on as the as the year went on and, and to make sure we hit our straps at the right time. And it's played out exactly that way. 
And in relation to, I'm a bit different from Seb. I agree with everything he said, but what I believe um, where our improvements come from, when we had the injuries, see, without Carousella, we haven't got truck. People underestimated what, we, that. Hey, we winning, we winning games of footy without Carousella. I thought he coached our flags. I know, I know. <laughs> um, so, hard, so Hardwick and the coaching group, they had to, they've um, rejigged our game, game plan slightly, right? Obviously, we've got to keep on evolving. The problem, though, is with COVID, when the guys could only train once a week as a group, um, it took longer for them to put it on. Plus, we were behind the eight ball in relation to fitness. So there was a lot of hurdles early part of the year, and we just pulled the trigger on and said, well, you know what? We've got to ride it out. We're good enough to um, win more than that we lose, and that should see us through. Um, but what I'm seeing now is that our game plan is better down. We now know, okay, how to defend, when to go off. Um, we've, we've put in an edge and um, another level of offensiveness into our back line. We're a lot more attacking than we were. Some of our ball movement, this is what makes me chuckle. Everyone talks about Carousella. Oh, ball movement, ball movement. Here was our ball movement. Oh, this year, particularly in the last part of the year, our ball movement from the back line has been the best it's ever been. Have you seen how lightning, we can get it from the half back line, you blink and it's in their forward line? Um, that's without Carousella's input. And that's with obviously with the evolution of how we've set up our game plan. So, no, and, you know, we've just got really great kids. We've got a great recruiting team. They've, they've identified decent talent. We've got these poor kids like RCD and the like that Nash that are putting pressure that, you know, they deserve to be getting games. So, but what they've done is the standards of training are a lot higher because these kids uh, aren't shit. So they're not training with shit. That's why teams like Carlton don't improve is because they're, they're training against shit, right? So they look good in the training track because their, their competition, you know, their 30-plus 30, 30 player down on the list is shit, our 30-plus player down on our list is fucking all right. We'll be in most sides 22. And that's, you know, obviously it's a circle that we sort of developed. So, um, yeah, no, we're um, we're doing really well. No, we're tracking nicely. Um, I thought we'd also do a bit of a closer look at the team by line. Uh, each of us have been assigned a line, especially just because it's the end of the year. We thought we'll take a bit of a closer look. So, TIG71, you've got the defenders. So, we've got, what have we got? One, two, I think four questions. One, two, three, if I can count, yep, um, for each line. So for the defenders, Tiggs, what what have you seen as the strengths of our defensive line this year? Yeah, our ability to maintain our width um, and space, um, which is really important. Now, what I mean by that is um, as forwards push up the ground, we have the courage to hold our structure behind the ball. Um, but And by holding our space, we dare the inside uh, the kicker of the opposition actually um, to kick in. And the perfect game, this is on this play, was against Geelong, you know, with Hawkins Island, right? Um, I went on the Geelong board, and I was very bullish that Hawkins Island won't even survive it. And, oh, (laughs) bullshit, you can't run that fast. I said, no, you have no idea. Um, So that's one level of strength. Ability of holding our space allows our defenders to be able to support each other pretty easily because they know where they're going to be. That's a key. The other big strength that we've developed, which is really exciting me, is the absolute speed in our back line. Um, and not just ball movement, but foot speed. Um, so you've got really fast players in there like Hawley. You've got Short. You've got Baker, who do um, pretty quick on the burst. You've got Bolter, um, who's pretty smart, um, pretty fast. You've got um, Markov when he played. He's, he's quick. Grimes is no slouch. Um 
Vlosten um, is it can run when he needs to. So, and all of them that I've made the six people I've just called can all kick the ball a country mile. So we've now got the ability to once we've got the ball. Um, to burst out into a bit of a space and then thump it right over the defensive press. And that's helping us um, getting all these repeat inside 50s. It's sort of hurt us a little bit, our conversion rate, because we're now more inside 50s than we have been, and we're not converting as much. But that will come when you guys discuss the forward. But those two are probably our main strength. And the last strength I'll put, probably the third point, is our overall belief um, and experience of playing together. That You can't undersell it. They've played together, most of them, for... Six years now, and I'm talking, you know, your Grimes, your Asprey, um, uh, Vlosten, Short. Um, but w- what those four allow us to do is when we bring a new player in, they pick up our system really quickly. So Baker now feels like he's been in their defence, you know, for five years. Um, Bolter, it's not even his first year as a full back, and he feels like he's been doing it for years. Um, and that's what's, yeah, a major strength of ours as well. All right, CB, you've got the Fords. What's been the strength of our Ford line this year? Well, I'll go a little bit different. As you know, I like to not follow the script. <laughs> so I just had a think I'm about our forward line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I sort of had a think about our forward line and sort of thought from where we started to where we are now. And I think the forward line, the issues around it was a little bit different. So I thought, and I'll be interested if you guys agree, but the issue for our forwards at the start and what we've improved on was our actual ball delivery into the forward line. I think we've addressed that. So from our midfield, that, that you remember we were struggling that last yeah. kick yeah, into yeah. the forward fifty. That was killing us, and I think we've addressed that to a bit. So I think that sort of um, that was our Achilles heel, which we've addressed, and our accuracy. Our, our, it's it's no surprise. All of a sudden, we're kicking far more accurately the last month than we have all year. So they're getting their um, mojo there. Um, so the synergy is good. I think our one woods our our pressure. I think that's our – actually, we've got two one-woods. I reckon our forward line pressure, so Rioli, Arts and George, if you notice, they're starting to fire now. Uh, Rioli, you know, Rioli's been hammered all year, but I think he's put a really good last month of footy, and he's starting to turn it around, and he's starting to impact the scoreboard. Um, We discussed Arts. He was wonderful. And even George, if you ever look at George, his last month, um, defensively, he's up and about. So Castagna's – so, so those guys are really starting to get moving. Our big guys, finally, Jack Rewalt's over his knee issues. How much how much of a different footballer has he looked in the last month? Yeah, he's back to his back to his 2017-18 best. Yeah, he's finally jumping again. And, and keep in mind with Lynch, like he's had a 30 30 uh, goal season, and that's with a busted hand, and he's he's done a hammy as well. So even Lynch has put in a, a very very uh, good. Good season. So I think the strengths of our line is our forward pressure and our um, contested marking. The weakness, I think we're addressing the weakness. The weakness was our goal accuracy and our pressure, but we've addressed that through reasons which Tiggs has actually covered as well. Um, what's the main thing you want to see improve in finals for our forward line? I think we just need to keep converting. If we can hit Brisbane between the eyes early and get a, you know get those first two or three you know, shots on the board, then I think that'll go a long way to actually breaking them breaking them down very, very early in the game. And the shining light for 2020 has to be Jacob Arts in our forward line. His development has been off the charts. Very good. Um, Even though, it just by, you just went rogue on me and uh, went ahead and did all the rest of yours while I was going one by one, but uh, all very good. <laughs> no, Arts is, 
Oh, I do. I like Arts. He's uh, another gem that we've found. Um, I've got the midfield. So the strengths for the midfield, I think it's clearly been our ability to put pressure on the opposition midfielders all over the ground. Uh, Graham has highlighted this. He's been the highest-ranked pressure player since round nine onwards, which is a huge effort, competition-wide. Not just us, but yeah, the whole lot. We don't lay a lot of tackles, as we all know, but the ability for our midfielders, and, and forwards and backs, to be fair, as well, to shut down space quickly and cause a turnover is vital. Just the way they get across in numbers and just shut down that next kick mark or handball is exceptional. So that, that's been a big strength of ours. Uh, Tiggs, I'll go back to you for the weakness for the back line, in your opinion. Yeah, it's when we get that long. If they kick the ball on their forward's head, what I mean by that is we have great spoilers, but what can get us is if they can get a ball deep and high um, in the danger zone and it's on the top of their own forward's head. So um, so if it's a taller forward or they'll just lift their hands up and more often than not, we can spoil, but we can get marked against when they do that. So if they have a big power forward, that anchor's really deep and the long ball comes in and it's basically on their heads. Um, they can mark it pretty easy. We defend the lead up forward really well. But yeah, it's that long ball, um, long ball in that we can have problems with. You know, we talk about Mason. I can play one game. Cox, he showed it. But you know, you've had other forwards um, that have had a bit of a, a, you know, even Dixon. Even though he only had a couple of games, the, the two, a couple of goals. Those goals he got was when the ball was basically directly on his head. Um, if you isolate our defenders, but that's it. I'm not using that as a weakness because that's every defence. If you isolate any defenders one-on-one, they can get exposed. Yeah. But, yeah, our, our pattern has seemed to be, um, yeah, that long ball in, if it's kicked perfectly, can cause us a bit of issues. Um, right. That would be my take. And what's the main thing you want to see the defenders do to improve on for finals? For the back line? Yeah. Not giving forward 53 kicks. That's my biggest one. Um, Vlosten, I love him to death, right? And I wouldn't be surprised if he's an, ex, an ex-captain, right? I'd, I'd be rat with it. But he shits me sometimes because he has that tendency to just do a high, lazy high tackle. Now, I know it's part of our intimidation um, to forwards, but it, 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 it we leak goals from it. I think um, we've leaked the most forward 50 turnovers from any, any side in the league. And yes, umpires are fucking stupid. Um, but we bring it on ourselves. So that's that's what I want to see. Um, if particularly finals, you can't afford to do that. Goals are at a premium. So, you know, defend defend strong. Um, but, you know, instead of going for the, um, going for the, you know, upper shoulders, pin the arms. And it was good to see that against Adelaide. It looked like we were trying to go in the, you know, a, attack each arm individually. So go more centre on. So if we can continue doing that, um, you know, that's going to rectify that weakness. But, uh, yeah, I want them to stop giving away forward 50 free kicks. And who's been your shining light in defence for 2020? And oh, if it's not Noah Bolter, Oh, disappear. no. Yeah, it's, look, it's not. <laughs> it's not? It's not. Oh, no, it's not. Uh, you know what? Settle pedals, right? Oh, settle I'm going to do a bloodbath on T71. Mate, mate, <laughs> settle, settle before I take my slipper off, mate, and whack us again. <laughs> All right, and the reason why it's not Noah, and I love Noah, and he's been great, right? He's been absolutely great. But it should not shine away his improvement on the epic year that Baker's had. 
Yeah, oh, bikes, I'll accept that. Okay, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, like, oh, like it's, it's very quick and easy to go the flash in a pan because at the end of the day, Bolter, I don't think he's going to be a flash in a plan, but he hasn't played that many games in the back half. But Baker's put now a two-year period of solid work. Not only does he defend in the back line, he supports the midfielders. And, the, and you spoke about Art CB. How's against a Geelong game? They were pushing forward. Ratatogo, whatever his name is, kicked <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ratatogo. <laughs> kicked two goals. And we needed a champion to step up, right? And Dangerfield just got a really dangerous possession. And Baker, mate. Baker pinches his pocket in the forward pocket, right? And ran off him. And then, you know, uh, Jack Rewalt caught, scored a goal. So... I love Baker. He's, you know, he puts his head down. He, he doesn't mind. He lifts his teammates. You know, you see how his teammates just absolutely love him. He absolutely lifts his teammates. He always goes in the hole. He's skillful, and he plays above his height. Now, Baker, for me, exemplifies why we're a grand final-type side. No, that's Bravo. fair enough. Can, can I just put one out there? And I, I know it's a Richmond podcast, and we have a definite bias, but do you reckon Noah Bolton was stiff not to get in the top 40 AA? Can I tell you oh, something? Can I ask you a question? Tell Boy, about, I was more annoyed about Shea Bolton not getting in the under twenty twos. To be fair, well, yeah, but was... I'm just saying. But if you look at if you look at the way Bolton's played, he's cleaned up a lot of big forwards. He has. He has. Can I ask you a question? Why has Bolter uh, not been nominated for the Rising Star? Does he play? He qualifies, doesn't he? Oh, I'm not Actually, sure. He hasn't yeah, played over twenty. He hasn't played over. What is it? What's the cutoff? Twenty-seven, like, thirty games. Ah, uh, no. I thought it was a lot lower. I thought it was like around the ten to fifteen mark. Okay, so it's probably, and they're probably what discount Shy Bolton, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he would have played too many games yeah. on the journey as well. Yeah. See, fuckers. They, All right, I'll um, I'll finish off the rest of the midfield ones. The weakness I've got for the midfield is we get, we all know it, we get smashed in clearances. I, I yeah. know it's not something we focus on as a team. We don't tend to base our game around it. But against quality sides and finals, I reckon it could hurt us gifting the other team EC450 entries, which kind of ties into what you were saying, Tiggs, about if they can get the ball in the right spot on top of their forwards' heads, we don't want them to have easy access to doing that. And part of the one wood of our game is being able to to limit those kind of 450 entries. But from a clearance perspective, we just get belted too often. Um, the main thing I want to see us improve for finals ties into the above. I don't necessarily care or want us to win more centre clearances because that's probably not realistic with our setup. I want us to at least halve the centre bounce contest to force a secondary stoppage so we can set up a bit better behind the ball and then we can start again because stoppages around the ground, I think we're pretty elite at um, by contrast to centres, you know, centre bounce stoppages. And the shining light for 2020 has to be Shea Bolton. I think uh, I know he's, you know, Premiership player last year. Um, but for two years now, a lot of us have known that his best foot has been as a midfielder, and even though it come about due to some random circumstances and some injuries and COVID and all that kind of stuff, his shift to the middle has been an absolute highlight for us. He's slick, evasive, clean, quick. He's got X-Factor. Uh, he just needs to work on staying in the game for longer periods, but that will no doubt come, and like we sort of said earlier, I'm looking forward to seeing him and Edwards in the same side. Just on that clearances, in finals, we generally do that, what you've asked. We always either win or match them, more often than not. I think if you go back statistically, yeah. um, with all the finals games that we've played, we generally do that. So, um, But, yeah, no, nah, fantastic. You're right about Chai. He's, he's been a freak. So that's our little season wrap-up so far. All right, well, uh, I might bring forward your 
trade update slash Jack Graham news. I've got to duck out for 30 seconds on baby duty. Yep. Uh, but yeah, go, carry on. And I'll, What I'll about CB? Um, he hasn't done weakness of his line. Um, no, his... we kind of did. No, no, we, we're all good. Oh, we're done. We're okay, you're good? Yeah, all right. I'm good. Um, okay, I'm I'll, do the Jack, I'll do the Jack Graham stuff. I'll do the Jack Graham stuff now, right? Let me just bring it up. Hold on. Make sure I say verbatim for those that haven't seen the post that I put up. Give me a second, guys. Give me just one more second. Yeah, it won't be long. (laughs) Won't be long. Okay. uh, Here we go. All right. Okay. So about about three months or three weeks ago, right? I got really bullish. Said, yeah, no, he's staying. Don't stress. Don't stress. Don't stress. Right. Prior to that, I knew I was hearing that Adelaide was throwing the kitchen stick at him to bring him across. Um, and I thought, oh, we might even trade him. And then it sort of evolved to, you know what, um, and this is middle part of the year. And then towards, uh, obviously, a few months ago, no, no, he's obviously showing his worth. You know, I personally wanted to keep him. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't have been surprised if he left. But then three weeks ago, I got told basically, no, he's told that Adelaide, no, not interested. So, um I got really bullish that he's staying, and I'm still very, very bullish that he's staying. Now, I've got some updated news um, today. I posted it on the forums too, so it's there on text. I'll just give you the short version, but if you want to read it, you can go ahead and read it. Basically, what happened was we've had a few clubs sniffing at him. Probably the main two was Adelaide, obviously, and then Carlton came in um, into the picture as well, um, particularly as his form's improved and all that sort of stuff. So... Um, when we said no to Adelaide, when he said no to Adelaide, I thought, okay, how great is this? And then Carlton's come in and basically increased their offer by like 30 40%. They're offering stupid money. Um, they're going to deny it, but I know it's 600K plus, and it's um, with four years. So that's a lot of money if you put in the fact that he's only getting paid around about 250 with us. Um, now, where we're going to offer him, um, what I got told was, yeah, he's going to get a bigger deal, you know, obviously around about four 450 mark. Um, the reason it's not been signed off yet, obviously, um, it was close to, um, in, in the sense of both sides agree. This is before the Carlton came through, but everything's waiting till the um, AFL comes in with exactly what the salary cap's going to be um, and what the list sizes are. That's really important for clubs like ours, unlike your, your crack clubs like North, um, <laughs> because for us, we've got team, we've got players that are on long-term contracts already, right? So if we need to renegotiate the contracts to be able to fit other players in, it, you know, it looked like we've done in years past. We can't do that without knowing what the salary cap is, and that's what we'll be doing this year. Because um, we have to reward Shy Bolton. We've got the Rance money, yes, but we've also got, let's say, for example, Saad comes across or another one of our targets come across. Um, we've got to rejig, and all the players brought buy into this, right? Um, Graham's got to be rewarded, all this sort of stuff. So... And we need to know what the cap is. So, um, you know, I was happy as a pig and shit. But then, yeah, Carlton's offered what they've offered. Um, my mate was pretty um, – he knows a lot of that. was really clear-cut. And his reasons for me that he's still committed that he's going to stay is, one, obviously, Jack's love for the club, particularly the brotherhood. That's the players around him. They're all like a family there. Um, you know, little examples, you know, with Cochin, you know, giving him a Guernsey in 2019 after he, you know, went out and played injured for us. That's the type of love that respect – that's between the two parties, obviously, that's there. Um, he knows with us that he'll get developed correctly. Um, Dim is huge. You know, they've got like a father-son relationship. He like respects him as he respects his own dad. 
Um, he knows he's only 22, and at the, 22 to 26 is crucial for any player, particularly a midfielder. You know what I mean? So, yes, he's going to get more money at Carlton, but will he develop at the same rate at Richmond? Will he win multiple flags that he's got a good chance to be doing at Richmond? Um, you know, it's a big question mark on that. Well, like Richmond, if he starts, he can still get a good wage. He can win two more flags. He can hit 26 years, you know, four years from now, 26 years of age. And then if he wanted to go, he's going to be, you know, three, four-time premiership player in his prime, trained by Prestia, Cochin, Martin, by the high-quality, you know, excellence around him. It's going to make him a really good player. And then if he wanted to leave, then he can get the mega dollars. Or except, you know, yes, it's one hundred fifty thousand dollars more. You know, it's you know, it's seven hundred grand in the four years. Sounds like a lot. Then you got your tax and all that sort of stuff. But what happens if they don't make finals in four years? What happens if you're just sort of just a little bit better than what you are now in four years' time? And you want to leave? Do you reckon you're going to be getting the, the money that you're at at Colton at another club? No. So they're real. They're real, um, uh, real things that he needs to think about. Also, too, our, um, which is a big one, is our medical and um, medical and conditioning staff. You got to keep in mind he's got chronic shoulders. Um, we manage him perfectly. He's um, had that calf, uh, really bad calf injury, which we've managed really, really well. Um, he doctors know him. He knows them. So, yeah, short version. Convinced he's still staying. There's a lot of positives with us at this time. It's because he's 22 now. If he was 26. Or Martin, when he signed, 26, 27, I would then be worried, right? Um, because he hasn't got much longer in his, in his career to, you know, settle himself. But, yeah, I reckon, yeah, the Blues will miss out. Um, what I did here, I did a bit of digging on that Saad room. I gave it, yes, because they know each other and all this sort of stuff. I just thought it was just Ralph <clears throat> just bullshitting out to see what hits. I don't think it's going to happen yet. I'm not fully convinced on it. But um, from what I heard, it um, there is definitely smoke there. I'm just waiting to see if it's more, if it's not medium, you know. Sometimes rumours can take a life on their own. I'm just waiting on my other guy that would know um, that he's always right with names. So he, um, he, I haven't he been able to get in touch with him yet. You know, COVID makes things a little bit difficult. But um, when I do, I'll update everyone on the board if it's if it's 100%. But my gut feel is I think there's something might be there. There's Essendon's in a really bad shape in relation to culture and toxicity-wise. <coughs> but we all know that. As well, Perryman resigned, which was disappointing. Um, I was hoping, yeah, he might come across. But, look, we knew that. Um, I don't think we're in the hunt with Crouch. We won't pay his paycheck. Um, so there's that as well. Um, so at Broad? that stage, Broad is Gold Coast. Like I said that ages ago, he's Gold Coast. Um, now, everyone's talking about um, that kid from – like I thought it was Staker. I can't even remember what the guy's name was now. Um, started with an S. Tucker. I, was it Sharp or Tucker? One of the two. Sharp. It was Sharp. Yeah, yeah Tucker's from Fremantle. It was Sharp. But it actually might be um, another name. Again, I haven't been told from my other bloke, but one of my sources is Brody might even be putting the pitch up, So, which other people have mentioned on the boards that they would love to get and all this sort of stuff. Is that confirmed? No, I can't confirm it. But there's definitely a young kid coming across. I can tell you that it's 100%. It won't just be a draft pick. We want a kid. Right, and don't think we'll be doing a bolt, um, a butler. We're not interested in doing a butler. Broad is a twenty-two, right? Um, yes, he's been dropped, um, and really, I think he's been dropped more on management 
and yeah, other I, I don't think it's because of the move. Not at all. We didn't do no. analysis. It's not like it's not how we do things. No, no. it's structural. Yeah, yeah it's, it's management, but it's also I think an eye on. Look, if he's not there, let's get Markov games. Um, and you know, because Markov got more upside than Broad um, as that type of player. You know, if Hawley goes down or something like that. So there's that. But um, yeah, no, he's definitely Gold Coast bound. A hundred percent, he's Gold Coast bound. Um, they're also after some of our couple of our kids too. So don't be surprised. We might lose a kid. RCD's not in. Not in the. We're telling clubs to fuck off. Um, and from what I heard today, yeah, RCD, 100% he's staying, right? Um, we're really bullish about him. I know people want to see him playing. It's his body. We're giving his time to grow into his body. Um, but he will uh, be gobsmacked if he doesn't get games next year. Um, but um, Has um, has Soldo uh, going down altered our plans in any way at all? Yeah, originally I thought it did, right? Originally I thought, yeah, yeah, CCJ, is 100% he's going to stay. He's 100% he's going to stay. He's contracted. Yeah, we'll keep him. I actually got a feeling that he might be even be traded. Um, I think Stack will be gone. Um, again, this is all hinges on when they have. I don't think we're concerning ourselves with it till after our finals campaign. Um, and it'll probably, you know, things can change. But I know it all hinges down on Hardwick and the leadership group making a decision. Now they might have made it, I don't know. But the noise I'm getting that's. Um, um, he's pretty strong. His stack will be um, stack will be traded out, um, and so will CCJ. They're, that's still on the cards, very likely to happen. Um, we will go to um, apparently this draft. Now I don't know draft as much, but what I got told today was this draft is forward ruck heavy, so you can get forward rucks in this draft. And you know who knows with Sard, maybe that explains our interest with Sard. If they've lost Bell Chambers, they're going to lose Danaher. Um, CCJ goes becomes well, a bomber. Lost, uh, they lost McKernan as well. Who's their other tall? Well, there you go. Like cut him. him. Yeah, they got rid of him. So, so there's, there's obviously there's a gap there that CCJ yeah, could fill. There's obviously yeah, exactly. Um, the other one that I'm a little bit worried on is my the guy that I think would be absolutely Gary Abler Jr. Mate, if you're given an opportunity, is Nash. Um, I'm hearing that um, he's being sniffed at by other clubs too, like particularly in Melbourne. Um, but it, some of the interstate clubs like him too. So um, yeah, we might lose a kid or two, um, but. Um, it's just going to be nature of progression, obviously, but we don't know. Um, really, just a list size. That's what's you know. You know, if the list oh, is we want it to be, we'll, we'll retain some of them. Yeah. Um, but if the list is got to be reduced, we're going to let some of them go. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. I reckon the clubs know now what that size is going to be. It's just not public yet. That's they would right. have to. They would have to. There's too much forward planning that goes on at AFL land to. Um, for them to not know, but well, the mail I get, I got right, and, I, and I'm believing him because he he obviously works in the industry. He a lot of people believe that the the, the cut's going to be spread between two to three years, so it's not all in one 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 hit because there's contracts and the like that they have to go through with, um, and they really think that it might be reduced by two this year, um, and then um, one or two next year, and if they feel like the need, then it might be one or two the year after. That's how it might be working, but it might be one or two this year. Um, it won't be any more. It won't be three or four or five or six. It's not going to be that stupid, but that's what I got told, and I, and I believe the guy who told me. All right, fair enough. I thank you for that update. Much appreciated, and like always, we'll keep everyone in the loop once we hear more down the track, but I'm, I'm sure the club's main focus is the, the finals campaign ahead of us at this moment. Um, we're going to do some listeners' questions now, and then we'll go. We'll have, we'll talk about the upcoming final. I haven't given you pre-warning about which ones I'm going to use here, so we're just going <laughs> to we're just going to wing it a bit, but that's okay. Um, I don't. I'll, 
I'll open this to both of you because I don't. I, I haven't heard anything myself. But this is from Oath Battle Oath on Twitter. Legends, what's the murmurs on the Great Man Barmy? Now there has been some stuff floating around about Barmy being scouted out by Adelaide and potentially going back to South Australia. Have either of you heard anything on this? Well, from what I understand, he's happy in semi-retirement. Yeah, I, I back up CV on that. A lot of that is, you know, Adelaide needs someone, so they must, or Port Adelaide needs someone, they must. Um, Balm is happy semi-retired. He knows he's, once his COVID shit, you know, he's he's got, you know, the COVID shit's over, and we're back in Victoria. He'll have a lot of input within the club. Um, yeah, he won't be going anywhere. All right, uh, CB, I'll give you this one from Stefan M on Twitter. I've seen many people saying that Troll should be dropped based on his game from last week, I'm assuming. Uh, surely he needs to stay in to give Nank a trop out in the ruck. Stefan, hello. I agree. because, And I say this because Richmond's big on structure and what, how we do things. And all year, we've wanted two big backs, which is Asprey and Bolter. We want two rucks, which was Soldo and Nankervis, but now it will be Nankervis and Chab and... Uh, Troll. Big fella, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> what his name? Just, just, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the diabetes. Well. Sorry, and, uh, guys. <laughs> and, and also, and also, we've got the two big forwards in Lynch and Rewalt. So our structure is to play two rucks, um, and I guess this is the uh, result of a kebab and looking at some tits. CCJ has blown an absolute golden opportunity yes. through stupidity. So yep. his stupidity has given Mabby a troll the golden ticket to a potential grand final. So, go Charlie. I agree. He's in. All right, for Tiggs, um, this kind of ties into a little bit what you're talking about in your trade stuff. It's from Craig Cooper. Will the eggs, Egg Molesty Smith, will he be our long-term Hawley replacement when he retires, or should we look elsewhere? Good against pleb teams, but not sure he'll make it against the good sides. Good evening, um, Craig, is it? His Craig, name's yeah. Craig? Yeah, yeah, Craig. Good question, mate. No, Egg's gone. Um, sorry. <laughs> okay. <geez>. He's, he's <laughs> not... <laughs> He's, he's, he's not going to be the Hawley um, replacement. If anyone's going to be that, it'd probably be Markov if we don't get sad. Um, no, nah, he's, he's too limited on one side. He's got no right shoe. Um, a lot of work's been put in to try to give him two sides of his body. Um, he's, look, he's a good kid. He was a speculative pick. If you look back in his history when we brought him on board, so he's done really well for himself. But he's, um, nah, he won't be on the list um, at the end of, um, next year, I would think. All right, CB from your one of your favourite tweeters, suffering succotash. Who suffering will, suffering who will Oh wow, the double, Jesus. Yeah, who will Are retire at the Are. end of the year? Holy Rewalt. Do you reckon any of them are a chance to retire? My, look, I could be miles off it, but what I have heard is Basher Hooley will do whatever the club um, decides, if that makes sense. So. I think out of the two, Basher would be the one to possibly retire at the end of the year. Or, you know, obviously we've got kids coming through that need game time, like we've discussed with Markovs of the world and all that type of stuff, or we get a starting. Um, Jack Rewald, it's pretty clear he, he's going to want to go on for another year. Yeah. So um, I think out of the two, Basher Hool is the one, as much as it pains me to say because I love Basher, uh, he'd be the one. Yeah, I agree. And I'll put this to you both. Uh, Whit, well, this is the last one because a lot of the other questions that have come through kind of are based around the upcoming game and some selection things which we'll cover off. But this last one from Rhett Weeks, which opposition team do you think will cause us the most trouble in the final series, CB? Weeksy, grow a set. How you going, buddy? I'm saying to you, none. 
we're going to cause everybody else problems. Oh, look, I won't go um, that Fruit Loop type of prediction. Um, <laughs> coming I'm from the point out, tip in 89 right point margins during games. See, I've told you, CB, mate, you've had the sugar foods, oh. yeah, your diabetes has kicked in, your memory's failing, and you get all for this testosterone. For God's sakes, Weeksy, have a crack. Come no, on, mate. No, what I cause them problems. Look, for me, there's one side that I'm not worried about, but if they're on, if they're on um, they can really challenge us. And that's funny enough, even though I don't – I don't like them and I detest them as a football club. Um, it's Geelong. Um, the reason why is... Look, well, I just sort of vomited in my mouth a little bit. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's the diabetes. But um, if, you, if you just look at that first half, right, that they played in the... Yes, we came back and all that was great. But that first half, if we don't have with Geelong a mindset of pressuring the ball carrier extremely high, you know, ramping up our pressure. Like when we beat them in the home of the way, our pressure was above 200 it was the highest pressure game we've played all year, even uh, above West Coast. We need to do that with Geelong because if you don't do that with Geelong, they will cut us up. Um, and they've got the weapons to do it in the forward line. Um, so they're the only ones that I would have a concern with, a slight concern with. Um, I think we have their measure. We've proven that. But uh, all the rest, I, I don't rate. Um, our biggest, our biggest um, uh, adversary is ourselves, uh, really. Um, but, yeah, Geelong. To answer your question specifically, is the one I'm drawing. All right, thank you for everyone for sending through questions. We'll uh, make sure we do that again. And like I said, but we're about to answer a heap more that were sent through in our talk about the qualifying finals. So we'll get stuck. Can, can I just say one more thing? Yeah. If it, if this coaching gig, do, this coaching stuff doesn't work out for uh, Chris Scott from Geelong, the look he's sporting right now, he's got a serious career afterwards in the adult film industry. I'm not oh. sure there'd be many takings. Oh. I wouldn't have oh. I don't know what type of porn you're watching, mate. But I, I don't watch porn that has middle-aged old men in it. Oh, Jeepers, you guys in the country, mate. You guys are straight. Uh, I, I, I don't want to reference the famous gif of him with the clown mouth open, but it kind of ties into where you're going with it. Uh, okay. Well, there's a possible future for him. Um, qualifying final against Brisbane coming up. We've obviously played them last year, so same, same, which is, which is good. CB's lost it. So is that a thing, CB? Pension a pawn? Is that what like? I'm going to find out. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Oh, Davis. <laughs> Shoot you next Go week on, for the results of that. Oh, uh, sorry. I've just vomited a little bit in my cup. That's disgusting. Now I can't get the vision out of my brain. <laughs> Qualifying uh, final versus Brisbane. So I've same... just got this vision of Brad Scott and Ken Hinckley <laughs> with CB in the centre. Oh, oh, joy. Just can't get, get rid of it. Oh, wow. oh sorry, Michael's got it. No, no, that's okay. Qualifying <laughs> focus, final versus Brisbane. Focus. Same, same as last time. The lines are going to be out for a little bit of redemption given that we've touched them up and... It's funny Fucking when you read that. You read oh, the preview. Stuck, Michael, you're going to smash him. Get I, I didn't say anything. I said no. I said, said they're going to no. They're going to be after They've redemption. Said it times. Um, and if you look, if, if you look on the Brisbane board's preview thread, according to them, we haven't really beaten them that badly the last few times we've played. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, Wait, can I can I say this? Sorry, I've got to say this to any Brisbane um, Brisbane line flogs, right? Because I know you can't read. Right, and you're, you're all Pauline Hanson inbred, please explain type people, right? So you need to understand this, right? The reason you're inaccurate, right? Let's just get this through your fucking skulls. Two reasons. The first reason is we push you wide, 
right, because of the way you play. We're happy for you to get, you know, Lockie Neal, you know, Mr., you know, I don't love the tough stuff. Mitch Robertson, who can only kick it forward because he's a spastic and can't hit a target. You've got your huge McCluggage. You love to go down the wings. You love to go wide because we do not allow you the corridor. When we allow you the corridor, you're dangerous. So we don't allow you. So we let you play your Brisbane football, inverted commas. And so you do an inside 50. It's always wide. Um, and you can't score from that because most sides can't. The second thing is when you do get a shot on goal, you generally have a Richmond player all over you when you're kicking it. So they're the two reasons why your scoring is Scheisenhausen against the Tigers. So please, don't give me – and we've been here, what was it, fucking 60 points, 40 points. Just crept over the line there. They, oh, they just – They haven't been since 2004, for fuck's sake. Remember round Where 23? Are they do this? Does that, remember does that, round last on that year? CV, does that worry – Either of you know, uh, nah, Dolzy T nah. put up a bit of a thing that all it means is they're one game closer to eventually beating oh, us. No. Oh, yeah. You know what? It's like it's like yeah. an Iron Maiden lyric. Every minute you're dying. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to take That's the crown? Come and take the crown, boys. But I nah, give you the what, thing. not this year. That would bother me if we were playing consecutive games all the time, right? Then that would have some merit. But we're not. We have big gaps in our games that we play. So each game's separate to itself, right? That's how I sort of see it. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, uh, Brisbane, to me, their major problem is, right, if we have a look up, right, their key three matchups is Charlie Cameron. He's a good forward, right, he is. I, uh, but he can't handle pressure. If you apply physical pressure on him, and if you're on his hammer, he goes to fucking water. Oh. Eric Hipwood, he can't kick straight, right? And, again, here's another one. If you body oh, his yeah, you, it's <laughs> the body easily. of a teenager. Well, he's, he's too easily bodied out of the ball. He hasn't got much of a tank. So if he tries to run, um, get that burst, uh, you know, to get clear by running, he's stuffed when he gets the ball. And then you've got Lockie Neal. Now, Lockie Neal is is um, just a younger version and a slimmer version of um, Mitchell from um, Hawthorne. Yeah, he's a sheepdog. He's a sheepdog. He's, he's what Cochin was in the start where he used to get the one-two um, touches. So... They're their weapons. Look, they have quality. They have quality players, right? But they play. They're very much like Port in my mind. If it's if it's if they're playing up against a side that's easy um, in relation, they've got a more talent than them. They generally will blast them out of the park. See what Brisbane's biggest weakness is with us. What Brisbane, if they want to win tomorrow um, on Saturday when we play them, if I was Fagan, I would next Friday. No, Oh, yeah, Friday, sorry. If I was Fagan, I would do what the shit teams do with us. I would flood the fuck out of us, right? That's what I would do and recognise that we're not at our level. But he won't. He will do what West Coast, he will do what um, Port will do, he will do what Geelong has done. Um, He will take us on and he will lose, right? So, no. You know what Charlie Cameron reminds me of? Have you ever played sport with the kids that when they're losing, they're perennially injured. They're limping and they're in pain and yeah. they're slow to get off the <laughs> yeah. ground. And, uh, but I give you the tip. All of a sudden, when they're five goals up, they're oh, revving yeah. the motorbikes and they're running around oh, and yeah. high-fiving the crowd. He cannot – I'll tell you something, Charlie Cameron, he does not like – what he said, he does not like it physical. And I'm telling you, he's a bit banged up at the moment and he cannot play injured. He's one bloke. He is has actually, to be, he's like Ablett. Right. He has to be 100% fit to be effective. And he's got any slight niggles – and I'm telling you, he's bloody borderline worthless. 
And um, he'll be checking under his bed every friggin' night for Dylan Grimes. It's fantastic. Keep an eye out from a sneaky tweet for me later on that topic. It's a pretty good one. I've had to get Lauren to do up a Photoshop job for me again. Keep an eye out for it. Um, Speaking of other injuries, Harris Andrews is, from from what I can tell, is going to play coming back from a major hamstring injury, which I don't know if he's a week ahead of schedule or two weeks ahead of what the go is. Either way, it sounds risky on their behalf, um, but I can understand why they have to take that risk. But do you think he's going to be able to have the same impact on the contest if he's not at 100%? I don't Please think play so. him, Brisbane. Look, he's... Yeah, his ability, his ability. Look, he's a good defender, right? He is. He's a he's a high quality. He's a good intercept kid. marker. Good intercept. It is, yeah. But we stuff Mitch McGovern, who's also a uh, great intercept. We've got the game style to ruin intercept markers, right? And one thing an intercept marker needs is a bit of burst speed, right? So he's going to do a lot of repeat, repeat sprints, repeat sprints. We won't allow him to do it. He's not going to have that mobility. Um, so I would just pop a, a lynch on him and just run him up and down, up and down, move or jack even. Um, and if he doesn't want a man, either of those two will will bust him open. Um, nah, they're they're a bit panicky. I think it's a lot of arrogance from Fagan too. He seriously believes that they can beat us because he's he's sort of Port and Ken Inkley's a bit smarter, right? I think he knows where his side's at, though. He he needs to save his job, and if he didn't have a really great year this year, that's why winning the minor premiership was really important to him, and he's made such a big deal about it. When we did it in 2018, we couldn't give a fuck, but apparently it's a really big thing in 2020. Um, but Fagan have had a dream run. They've hardly left Brisbane. Yes, they've travelled sometimes, but their majority of games has been at the Gabba, Right. Um, and they're sleeping in their own beds and all that sort of great stuff, right? They're going to come out to us is full offence. That's what they'll do, full offence. And if we allow them to get away with that, that'll be fine. My concern is that if we go physical at them, the umpires will get into the game. Um, but hopefully in finals, it's paid it out. We generally get the best of the umpires. But what really worries me, the umpires have been so shit consistently the whole entire year, who's going to be rated the best? Um, I've got a feeling that we might get a bit crucified um, in the free kick count. That's actually going to hurt us on the scoreboard. But I I can't see them beating us. They don't have the weapons to beat us. They don't have the forward line to beat us. i ask you this question, boys. Right, um, and try to be as unbiased as again. Forward line or forward line, which ones are better? Richmond or Brisbane? Richmond. Well, we've got two big power forwards who can actually play on, okay. at, at a high level consistently. Hipple, so Richmond? His last month has been very off. Yeah, so that's Richmond? And You'd say Richmond, Michaels? Yeah. yeah, I'd say Richmond, yeah. Okay. Backline. Who's got the better backline? Richmond's the best defence in the league. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. Yep. Midfield. Yeah, keep in mind midfield with Cochin. We're going to finally have a full complement. Cochin, Prestia, Graham, Shy Bolton, Edwards. Um, I'm, forgetting a couple, I'm forgetting another one. Um, Did you say Dusty? Did you miss him? No, no, I forgot Dusty. And Dusty Jesus Christ. I'll, 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 actually give, I'll actually give Brisbane the nod there because we lost Soldo. Stefan's right, so a good ruckman. Yeah, you're including oh. Stefan. But I've got Nan Kervis. I don't think he's any better than Nan Kervis. I'd yeah, be happy oh. to say we would, at, at a minimum, break even at that front. Yeah. So, for me, I, where I disagree with CB, I reckon Chol should not play, Right. Because if, if he shirks contests in a final, we can get exposed, right? What I would do is I'd bank Nan Kervis can ruck the whole game on his own at 16-minute quarters. I'm sure he can. We can give him the odd chop out by throwing a re 
in there or throw no, in. No, you don't. You don't. No, no, you don't no. put fucking Porsches no, in. No, no. We, we put him in. No, we put Rewalt. We put Rewalt in the centre square before, um, no. or even put like a caddy in there or someone in there. Right? Caddy, 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 caddy won't be Anyone, K-Mac, he can do anything. Right? Um, footy, no, no mate, don't mess. Don't mess with the structure. We played. You know what I would do? Year. I would put another runner in. I'd do like a old uh, an offensive runner. Like I'd plop in a uh, a Markov. You like that bloody, you know, you like that mad scientist beaker dude in the Muppets, <laughs> yes. mixing beakers and shit and blowing things yeah. up. Don't, you don't nah, mess but you know with what? the system. He, he, fucking, he fucking found the formula for gold, mate. That's what I'm trying <laughs> to do, I'm trying to give you, but you're just fixated on, you know, uh, Chris Scott fucking in a, in, a, in a middle-aged porno, and I'm trying to help you out. No, seriously, if we can... I reckon Ancurvis can rock the whole game. That's me. I'm bullish on Ancurvis because of his tank and all that sort of stuff, right? I'm really – and they've got Big O they've pushed into the forward line, right? They're Ruckman. So they've been playing their um, – I think they call him Big O, but he's been yeah. playing more forward than Ruck, right? So um, – and he will smash Child if we put him in there. With Brisbane, you need big-bodied Rucks, right? Unfortunately, we don't have it. I might even say put Bolter in the Ruck. No. No, or even stop. Or even pop in the Ruck. Pull a ripcord, chiller. Pull a ripcord. You know, you got to be creative. All right, look, you know, I'm trying no, you don't. to... No, you don't. You don't have okay. to be creative. You just so roll with what Ch- works. So you're going to put Chol. Chol, how do you know Chol works in the, in the ruck? Because he's rucked in nicked that in those guys before and done quite two, well. He's got two hitouts on the week, sure. uh, just a week. He's got two. Yeah, that's okay, but he's playing a different role. He's playing on time. He played more forward than, than the other thing. We were missing Lynch. Okay. So we'll, we, will, we will have a different structure again, just... I'm just telling you, Matty, just relax. Relax, baby. Chris Scott's got you. Just relax. Chris Scott's got you, baby. I'm so relaxed. Chris Scott's got you. (laughs) (laughs) We do have some other selection dilemmas, and this is the big question that people are kind of asking at the moment, each other and us. Bolton, Lynch and Prestia all are pretty much certain to come back in. So there's a couple of questions on this front. Is Prestia coming back in for his first game since round five or whatever it was? Is that a risk being a final, or do we back him in? Back him in. So, so okay. So this is the question that plays in my mind with with regard to Prestia right now. Do you take a seventy to eighty percent fit Prestia into this game, or do you take a one hundred percent fit Jack Ross? All right. And my having first, my answer to that, mate, is do you trust the the club's coaching and development staff? Because there's no way we would play a player that's seventy to eighty percent fit. There's just no way. The big, right, unknown, right. the big unknown for me is none of us have really heard how Prestia went in, in that. Did he already play a scratch no, match or is he going no, to no, this no, weekend? He's coming up this weekend. It's this weekend. So okay, he's okay. gotten zero form at the moment. No, he had a scratch mark, a scratch match last weekend. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. No, he's only back running. No, he uh, had a scratch match last week. There wasn't with a scratch match. I'm not sure. Whatever it was. was a, did you see the image of him? He's he was training. He's, he's back training with the group. Have he hasn't seen, played a scratch match. Have you seen how thin and ripped the kid is? He's normally he's meatball. He looks to me fucking taut and terrific. Right? Oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure he's in ripping Nick. But I just for, for me personally, for this game, for this game, I would actually uh, back Ross in. All and right, get so- meatball, get meatball closer again to eighty nine percent and give him a couple of more scratch matches. And get him good to go for the prelim. That's sort no. of where, or the next final. That's sort of where more heads at. I'd back Jack Ross in, in this yeah, next match. I, 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 um, I completely disagree. I, How dare you? You know, I would seriously get my gloves and slap you across the face right now. We would duel at dawn. <laughs> How dare you? 
You're lucky I'm not allowed to travel to regional Victoria, mate. That's all I can tell you. No, yeah, I'll, I'll build a wall. But, but, but I will actually not um, – I would put pressure in, but I would put Ross in the interchange, right? Um, so I wouldn't um, – yeah, cause I would actually replace Caddy for pressure, if that makes sense. So I would bring pressure in. Um, in the midfield, he's is our starting six. Ross is in interchange. <clears throat> and when pressure needs a break, we can inject Ross into the game. That's what I'll be doing. Um, so we can get Prestia because he's not match conditioned yet. So he needs that match conditioning because we need him for the preliminary final. So we need right. him to be honest. That's my point. So he won't like... get that. He won't get that in the scratch market. A scratch match. Well, so... look at Edwards and Asprey. Asprey yeah, played forty five minutes. Yeah, but Edwards Edwards had training with Ablett and fucking Annabry for fucking a month. Well, no, yeah. two and a half weeks. Prestia hasn't had that. So see. See my outs. See my outs for this game. I've got Caddy out with a knee, and believe it or not, as much as much I've been raving about this bloke, if he's not right, I've actually got Arts out with a shoulder. He did look proper at the got, end, didn't he? But nothing's been yeah. reported. No, that's right. But, but I've got Lynch. Lynch. So I've got Lynch coming in for Caddy, <coughs> and, I've, yeah. and I've got Bolton coming in to replace Arts. They're, they're, they're the only two changes I'm doing to the team. For, for me personally, that's what if, I would. If, do. Okay, so say if we assume the Arts is fit, what does that change your other? Um, out to because like, you'd obviously keep uh, arts in. I, I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to think about that. Um, <laughs> probably, probably not. Probably has to be Jack Ross. Okay, so if it come down to it, it's Bolton for Ross if Arts is fit. Correct. Okay, and Tiggs, yeah. what are, what are your changes? Yeah, I'm bringing pressure in. Um, I think I think we just need to, particularly um, with a mind for the um, for the preliminary final, get in match condition, get his confidence up. It's just yeah, no brainer for me. Um, unfortunately, that means um, Ross has to get out um, or go on an interchange. I would bring – oh, yeah, Ross is out. I would bring in um, Lynch. That's a no-brainer. Chole will be out uh, for Lynch. Um, and then I'll bring um, Shy Bolton in and Caddy will be out. Um, that, that, that gives me – that gives me – the reason why I like that is our midfield will be stacked with, with speed and talent. We can rotate it. We can change it. Um, our forward line has a lot of you know X factor to it, but the one thing for me with Ross, because I really want him to stay in the side, I was even thinking um, to uh, dropping if this is if Arts is fit, right? If his Arts is fit, I hate to say because I love him, but I go Riola, you're out. So oh, Riola, he's he's forming what he's been doing under his pressure and that mate. He he's yeah. not, I'm telling you, he's not going anywhere. Him and him and Castagna. That their magnets are liquid nailed yeah, but, to the board. Yeah, I know, but I reckon with with Arts lifting his game to another level, we've got Lambert. We now with Edwards in can create pressure on the half forward flank as well. We've got um, we've got Lynch back in. Unfortunately, someone of quality has got to lift out to get quality in. That's our depth. Yeah, how yeah. crazy good, you know what I mean? Um, or, Isn't that funny? Know, I've got that written. I was going to do that in my joke with my ends. I had it in brackets. That's crazy. I was going to do the crazy good thing. You just stole my line. How dare you? <laughs> uh, my, you know, straight lines <laughs> and everything. That's <laughs> fair <dinkum. clears throat> All right, well, we'll finish up with getting a tip from everyone. I know we're a week out and we don't even know who the actual changes are, but we'll do it anyway. Uh, hey, hey break, breaking, breaking on late Twitter. We've got another in. We've actually got a selected in. What do you mean? You wouldn't believe it. Chopper Reed is coming in to take out Mitch Robinson and Lockie Neal. Chopper Reed. Yeah. <laughs> Chopper Reed. He's, made, he's back from the dead. He's making a comeback. Chop, Chopper's coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, scary times there, Mitch. <laughs> oh, Mitch Robinson. 
Have a shit one, mate. Uh, yeah, so we'll go some tips for this one. CB? Oh, look, I've been talking to stuff, but in look, I would I would think four to five goals, in all seriousness. I think we're that much of a better team than them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, four to five goals. I actually got a feeling this could get really ugly on them as well. I think they, they're going in with this fantasy in their mind that they, they're a better side than us. I truly, you read the Brisbane supporters, they actually believe they're a better side than us, even though this side has done nothing. Let's repeat, Fagan, you've won nothing in the past three years. You've not won a final. You haven't done anything. You've just won a couple of home and away games. Good good boy. Um, I think they're going to get their bubble burst. Um, with them, if we can get, if we if we can convert and we can convert early, if we can do the repeat, you know how they jumped us in the first quarter? Yeah. If we can do that first quarter to them, we'll win by t- 10, 12 goals. They, they will, if we get three or four quick ones on the board, and I reckon we'll go for a hard and fast start, if we get three or four quick ones on the board and they miss their opportunities, so say it's like three goals, one to two points, uh, all hell will break loose with them, they will shit their pants. Yeah. Nothing sure. All right, uh, and I think what you said off air, uh, Tiggs, is pretty much spot on. They're poking the bear with these bullshit snide comments they're making in the media, and it's not a good idea for them to do that because we're going to come out with that same steely resolve we had against West Coast, against Geelong, and even Adelaide for that matter. Uh, and I think, yeah, that four to five goal mark will be about right. And I, yeah, the boys just won't let this one get away. What do you reckon the theme of the game will be with Hardwick? Do you reckon Hardwick will ignore this? You know, one thing about Richmond, you know, the jumper not hitting the floor, the pride, the brotherhood that they have. Um, I reckon he'll he'll be talking about, you know, how much do you love your brothers on the left and the right of you? Well, if you do, humble this side. You know, he, you know, That's he's probably thing. never he, he makes it about us. He doesn't. He he never makes it about the other yeah. team. I, that, this is more of a supporter thing, I suppose. We want yeah. we want him to get him because of the shit that they've said in the media, but. From a coaching perspective, I've got no doubt that won't even be mentioned. The players might mention it to themselves in their little WhatsApp groups and whatever, but Dimmer won't use that as motivation. But see, the thing is for me, 99.9% times I would agree with you, but he's never, that's what I was about to say. He never played that card before. So what a game to play that card. You know what? It's about us, our pride. This is a mob who actually think they're better than us. What's your answer to that? Yeah, I see your point there. Yeah, so see how we go. All right, thank you so much for your time, gents, and to everyone, hopefully we can all watch it and get the boys over the line. Not sure if we're doing a live call on this one just yet for anyone who is wondering, but we'll update everyone as it gets closer if we are or not. And to all the fans up there in Queensland who do get to go, good luck and hope you all get tickets and make some serious noise for us all. So uh, until next time, thank you, gentlemen, and go Tigers. And we all, know what's, we all know what CB will be watching as soon as he, we finish this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, everybody. <laughs> Enjoy that, CB. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Richmond Big Footy Tiger Cast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and YouTube so you can follow all the roasts and toasts, the reviews and previews, and all topics Richmond. Also keep an ear out for our special episodes of interviews with past players. Go Tigers!